Yeah. Here we go. Bruce. Everyone's on their feet. Well, everyone's pumping fists. Pumping fists. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Everyone's fired up. A lot of pointing. A lot of... This was... You know, we're this is the Entertainment Entertainment Podcast. Oh, yeah. So we'll start there. Uh, an entertain, entertaining conversation uh, with... Uh, you do the... You, you got the catchphrase better than I do. With comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm entertaining Caitlin conversation McKee. on entertaining topics. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. With, with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. And I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. But we were just rocking out to some Bruce Springsteen out in the street from the river because we just saw him rock the Barclays. We did. That's why we have a little bit of a delayed <laughs> ep this week. Yeah. Delayed episode. Because uh, Monday night we were at the Barclays Center drinking. I was drinking. I wasn't because uh, I had to work the next day. You had to work the next day. I was off the next day. So I, I was going for it. I had Absolutely. four high noon high hard seltzers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I felt it. The next day. It was your first time seeing Bruce. First time seeing Bruce, which is shameful for a Jersey no, guy. No, shameful no, no. for a Jersey for a thirty-three year old Jersey guy, I say. Shameful. Well, there you go. You have atoned. I have atoned for my sins. Okay. I yeah. have atoned for my sins of not seeing Bruce, and I feel good about it. There you go. Uh, and it was a great show. It was, it was a great show. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him four times, not to brag. Wow, yeah. Um Long Island Girl, still love my Jersey wow, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not partial to to um, Long Island superstars like of course Billy Joel or Mariah Carey. I can have the you oh, know. Those are good too. Oh yeah, those right? are good too for Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah people, yeah. you guys, New Jersey has Bruce, and that is the top. We have, I think, I think the equivalent for Jersey, it's Bruce and Lauren Hill and, uh, and Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry too. Pretty Debbie good. Harry also really good. Pretty yeah. good. But yeah. um, yeah, it was. So yeah, this is my fourth time seeing Bruce, and he's how he's like almost is he in seventies now? I think? I think he's almost eighty. He's got to be in his late seventies, maybe even eighty at this point. Killed it. Killed it. Killed it. He was giving it all. Like, he was playing the harmonica. He was singing really well. Like, yeah. he killed it. It was fucking awesome. A lot of jamming. A lot of, come on, let's go, Stevie. And then Stevie gets up there, and they're both... I mean, the one thing from the Jumbotron, you can see how old these men are. Right. But they're they're pulling it off. They're, they're really going time. for it. it. They put on the show of a lifetime. It was yeah. a great time. Yeah. I made some notes. Okay, so we get there. We get to the Barclays Center, and immediately the thought my head was like "Ooh, this is a mistake because the crowd is pretty rough um directly in front of us as we're getting into the it's venue a Bruce crowd. it will you know i don't know if maybe your notes are going to touch on this at one point but we, it's a lot of a lot of jersey people who because he played msg two nights before and mm-hmm. it was twice the price like we looked at mm-hmm. it was literally twice the price to go see him that saturday night at msg so there's a lot of Jersey people probably making their first trip into Barclays and just going, never again. Yep. <laughs> never again. Would yeah. Never, never again. You know what? I'd rather just scalp it at the garden. It was a lot of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot of that. So that was the energy getting in. And, yeah. we're, and, we're, and we're, you know, we're entering probably 20 minutes before he's supposed to go on. So it's like packed. Peaked. Yeah, Peaked energy yeah, time. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I had to work until 6. So we, we had, had, yeah, we, we had got no some choice. food. Yeah, we got some food. We got, we got some New York pizza. Yeah, we're keeping it keeping it uh, working class, yeah. uh, you know, in the theme of Bruce. Yes. And so, yeah, we get there. Immediately in front of us in line is a Jersey Sons of Anarchy couple, like, taking, yeah. holding up the line because they were taking selfies and yeah, photos the, of the marquee. The Trash. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 multiple multiple pictures of the marquee. The guy yeah. looked like... Um, yeah, who from Sons of Anarchy? Ryan, uh, the guy who played uh, uh, Pam's husband from The Office. Uh, Ryan, uh, what's his name? Pam's husband from The Office. Yeah, the guy who played Roy. I forget Dave Ryan Denham, David Denham, or something like that. I am so lost. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he plays. Uh, oh, what is his character in Sons of Anarchy now? 
Yeah, he, Justin's go, he has a beard. Yeah, I'm breaking out the phone because I because I have to look this up. Wait, so Roy from Sons of Anarchy? Wait, Roy from uh, The Office was in Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, yeah, he plays um, the one guy. All right, I'm I'm still looking it up. Should have done this earlier. No. Uh, so sorry to everyone listening right now as I search through the IMDb. Are you sure he was in Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> I'm like saying maybe this is all for nothing, but I'm like uh... I'm like I'm like pretty sure. Okay. Um, well, anyway, all right. Uh, well, all right. That's this, is, a, this isn't that's working. A lost my cause, my, my I appreciate... search is not working. All right. Well, I think it's Roy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like well. You, anyway, you guys get it. I appreciate the effort and the commitment to the search, but yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's for a later. You know, we'll confirm it next episode. Roy's involved. Yeah. In the anyone out there, you know, do your research at home. It could be Roy from the Office in Sons of Anarchy. It's tough to tell from the IMDb page. <laughs> it's tough to tell. <laughs> Because, you know, when we watched Sons of Anarchy, I was also, I was always, like, two bottles of wine in. And I don't remember, other than Jax, I don't remember any character name. We watched it when we first started dating, and we were nervous yeah. and had to drink a lot around each other. So, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, the fact that we even remember any of Sons of Anarchy is a testament to you. Yeah, I know, it was a lot, a lot of red wine. <laughs> okay, and, yes. And uh, going down Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, but, um, okay, so, yeah, we get to the concert, peak entry time, Sons of, Jersey Sons of Anarchy anarchy couple is in front of us uh, holding up the line with their selfie taking of the marquee pretty trashy but i respect it and then um then we get in they had to hold the line because of like you know capacity issues and these poor poor security female security guards who were working um you know most of them are black these like beautiful black girls poor girls they had to hold the security lines the old men from jersey could not resist talking to these girls while they were holding the line. You we know? call this the William Wallace. Oh my God! And then they were like, "Hey, excuse me, does uh, do the Nets games get crowds like this? <laughs> excuse me." And the one girl's just not rightfully not responding. Not responding. Good, I, yeah, which is all you can do if you're that girl in that situation is just completely ignore you, yeah. the question of do the Nets games get this busy? Excuse me, miss. <laughs> excuse me, hey. Do the Mets? Do the Nets games get crowds like this? Do the Nets games get crowds like you just you know like it's, he's yeah, already it's, wasted? It's like, it's like the same crowd. It's the same arena, so yeah. you get the same crowds, sir. The poor girl. She is a master of nonverbal communication. Like she was working that security. I want, line. Yeah, I wanted to say shout out to the Barclays staff. They kept you know because I don't they don't have an easy job, especially no. with all these crazy stressed out Jersey people coming in, and you know. It felt like we got in and up to our seats quicker than way quicker than it could have been, way quicker than it could have been. So shout out to the Barclays staff. They did a good job. They yeah. really did, and yeah, they had a lot to contend with. Um, yeah, a lot of okay. Another thing that was at this Bruce concert: multiple women on crutches. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, okay, you're on crutches. Do you have to come to the Bruce show? And, really? And I think, and you, you pointed out too. Like these women were. This was clearly not their first time seeing Bruce. Not their like, first time you know, seeing it's Bruce. Because like, it would be one thing if it's like they're like, oh, maybe this is the last one. I've never seen him, but this is probably at least five or six times mm-hmm. for for these ladies. And uh, yeah, they get to skip the line, and then they're just so. Like, I kind of almost bumped into one of them, and she looked at me like she wanted to kill me. And I was like, well, maybe you don't need to come tonight. I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. You're, you're on crutches. Maybe you want to sit this one out. That's where I was like, yeah, where are you storing these crutches the entire show? Oh do you just, you just just sit with them in your hands? I don't understand. Yeah. And then there was also, so there were a lot of, like, obnoxious Jersey people, but there were also just, like, lovely, like, a lot of the women who reminded me of your aunts. Like Yeah, we, aunt. th- we thought we saw my Aunt Mary. Shout like, out to like my Aunt Mary. We, we thought we saw there was, like, five women that looked exactly like my Aunt Mary. 
And they were totally the, like, sweet ones in the crowd who were just, like, as we were, like, waiting to get up the escalator, they were just like, you know what? This venue's nice. It's a nice venue. It is nice. nice. It's really nice. That was my thing. One of my favorite parts of was was seeing all these Jersey people get to the Barclays Center for the first time. And just their, their, the full spectrum of reaction to the Barclays Center from the Jersey crowd. It was the exact same crowd. I just realized, too. It was the same crowd that um, when we went to, I went to one Devils game with you in New Jersey. Yeah. One and done. I'll never go again. And it was the same vibe. Because it's just like, you feel like you're at a frat party with with family members it's like really it's just very kind of claustrophobic in jersey um, we just know how to do it yeah we just definitely know how to do. do it so uh and then so yeah and then we were there's kind of like this there was a bit of a bottleneck getting up to the the from the ground level up to where our seats were that was yeah. the only kind of issue was like there was like total bottleneck to get us up to the escalator so that left yeah, the window was... open for like these obnoxious finance guys cut in front of me and i and then i like uh, I, I I totally went you back gave at them. Like them. A go ahead. Yeah, I gave him like, okay, go ahead, like finance yeah. guy in a vest at the brew show. You fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> and then, but then also, which I'll take the angry Jersey ants ten to ten times out of ten <sighs> out of, over the over the Wall Street guys. Yeah, you know, coming down, cutting the, yeah. in front of me because I'm tiny. You fucking assholes. <laughs> um, God, just two tall finance guys in vests with like slick back hair and like mustaches. I wanted to fucking wow, trip yeah, them. Yeah. I didn't. Um, no, you you. you 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 held back. You didn't get violent. And I was very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but then also there was like this um, uh, like a concession stand where there was... Self-checkout. Right. Where there was no one working there and you just had to like swipe your phone and then pick up your items, which everybody was talking about it. You know, like some of the Jersey... Chatter of the, chatter of the crowd. Oh, yeah. As oh, we're waiting to get on the escalator. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the guys were like, what's it... So you, what's it, what's it to stop for someone from taking, you buy one beer, what's it to stop you from grabbing another beer as you leave? How do they, yeah. how do they monitor that? And then this other guy was like, kept saying very loudly, taking jobs away from good people. They're taking <laughs> jobs away from good people. I was like, wow. <laughs> and his heart's in the right place, I guess. You know, he's this guy, it's like, you know, he, where, where was Andrew Yang, you know, for this guy? <laughs> Yeah, right. It's this guy and Andrew Yang talking about automation. This guy was make America great again. Come on. Okay, anyway. (laughs) All right. So then we get up to our seats, and so far, so good. Like, we get up there, we have really good seats. Like, we can see the stage pretty well. It was a good, yeah, it was not, it was, it was, you know, second, second deck facing the stage. Yeah. It was very nice. And everyone around us so far is pretty chill. It's a lot of, like, couples, like, chill couples. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's pretty much all couples. Yeah. yeah. And then show starts, and uh, it's awesome. He opens with, like, No, no Surrender, surrender yeah, to ev- Everyone's into it. Oh, and then uh, he goes, when he hit Prove It All Night, I was like... Prove It All Night, yeah. So happy. Yeah, like, immediately yeah. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Bruce is special period yeah, Bruce is yeah, special no, special the best you know yeah, what I mean he's like so he's good. just there's just something because I've seen him four times and I was like I don't know am I gonna really give a shit and I was just like joy like so yeah, much fun I'm, so much fun I'm totally if he's you know still does another tour in a year or two I'm like down to go again yeah so it was yeah it's a great time oh he's great just time. so good and um so yeah the set list is great candy's room Candy's oh, room, my God! Candy's room, Promised Land, mm-hmm. Back Streets. Yep. Like he was, yeah, he was doing them all. Doing yeah, them all. yeah, really front loaded, really front loaded the set, and then kind of in the middle, a little he, jammy. He got a little jammy. Like, it got a little like, uh, like speakeasy, like club, like you know what I mean, like um, kind of like bluesy. Harlem night. Yeah, he went very bluesy with it, which you know I you know, appreciate. 
you know, I appreciate it. It was definitely a little bit of a dip for me. And that's where we got into a little bit of trouble because, okay, so he starts to go into this kind of like jazz club, like making all of the songs kind of have this like soul. You know, he's got, he's got a bongo guy and yeah. Max Weinberg and they're doing a dueling drum solos, yeah. which I thought I loved it. I was, I was in. It's definitely entertaining. Like yeah. it's definitely, and I like that he does this kind of shit. He always does like weird kind of yeah. alternative versions at his concerts, but, um, Really, really problem for me started when he did Johnny 99, which is one of my... I like, one of your favorites. One of my favorites, yeah, especially yeah. the live version. Because um, honestly, my favorite Bruce album is the live 77, 78. Yeah. Uh, 77, 88. I think that's the... But it's like the live, like the four, the double... You have the vinyl. It's like four discs or whatever, four vinyl albums. And uh, the Johnny 99 version from the live uh, album is like so good. I'm obsessed with it. And he starts to do this Johnny 99 version as like an upbeat soul song. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was not my favorite. Yeah. um, And and as this is happening. So as this is happening, these two women who are in our aisle, now everyone's getting very drunk. And I'm... That was one thing, too. Yeah. You you, you noticed that the Barclays staff kept commenting to each other on how wasted the crowd was. Yeah. All all the Barclays staff just kept being like, these people are wasted and like you know they see a lot of shows so they you know for them to comment on how intoxicated the bruce crowd is coming out wet as, as, as george foreman would say you got to come out wet and that's what the bruce cow does because they're sloppy. showing up showing up sloppy, sloppy and just getting worse from there I, I did i mean you know yeah but you kept it I, together i made yeah i i you yeah, know i did i almost felt like i think the whatever i think the people because i peed twice and i think the people that were sitting next to me kind of were at least the girl i think was a little annoyed but i was like what do you want me, do you want me to pee my pants what do you want me to do i have to pee whatever um so yeah so giant 99 soul version not my favorite but okay i still appreciate it and it's two people two women i think they were european one of them looked like a like a european kate goslin from john and kate plus eight like yeah. that was her vibe yeah they start coming across. You actually went to pee at the same time. And mm. so as they're exiting our aisle, and Parkley's, the seats, that's a, kind of the bad thing is like, you know, they jam you in there. There's really not a lot of room if you want to go to the bathroom. It's a steep, yeah. It's steep and you have to climb over people and it's kind of a nightmare. So Yeah, I almost tripped a couple times. So yeah, like these two drunk women, now they're coming down the aisle and like, I get up to let them through, and as um, they pass, the Kate Goslin woman trips a little, and then she looks back at me like she, not even she doesn't just trip. A no, little. this she, is the first time. Oh, this is the first yeah, time. Oh, we were sorry. in the bathroom. Sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. Sorry. So she comes and she trips, and she looks back at me like it's my fault, and the guy behind me goes, "Whoa!" Like so, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Everyone thinks I tripped this girl, and I didn't. You know, I don't know how she just tripped near me. I didn't trip her. Like I don't know what she tripped on, but she looked back at me like I tripped her. So they have now, like cup holders that stick out. On yeah, the that's the way that's, it is. That's what it is. You trip over the cup holders. <sighs> so now everyone in the, our section thinks I'm this bitch who trips people, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Thinking like, "Oh my god, now I look like an asshole." Whatever. So <laughs> now she comes back, and you're back at this time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now these two women are coming back, and I'm like being very careful because I'm like, I don't want to look like I'm the you know psycho goth chick in black who's tripping people here so i'm trying to keep it keep it you know keep it together and this girl trips right in front of me again so hard to the point where now she's falling over into the section in front of me and i and like, where yeah we're fourth row in the second deck so it's like re- there's not that much room between us and like the mezzanine no there's balcony like where, where you go over it's four rows we're the fourth it's four row, rows yeah. and then death okay yeah, yeah. absolute death absolute death she falls into the people in front of us and i kind of grab her to try to 
like steady her because you know when someone falls you think oh just instinctively yeah she fell right in front of you it was like right in front of you i grabbed her to try to steady her and then she starts to pull me down with her and i my life flashed before my eyes yeah i was like oh my god i'm going down and then i had to like kind of really pull her up like with all of my core strength she's lucky that i do core exercises every day yeah i had to like engage my core really pull her up and she didn't even say thank you she was just like completely out of it she almost killed me didn't even acknowledge me and just continued down back to her seats and i was like i am that was it was fucking traumatizing yeah, you could have been terrifying. in the news two women fall at the bruce fall over the balcony at the bruce springsteen show at barclay center you, you could have been in a trial with bruce springsteen suing him because i your your, girl, your your girlfriend died at the concert trying to save the danish kate gosling it was crazy i mean and i've always had a little thing with heights i don't love them i don't love being that steep up like i've always been kind of scared of these concert seats and that yeah. fucking bitch, drunk bitch. She's so lucky too that I was like pretty. I was like I had a little bit of a pot cookie, but I was like pretty stone cold sober as compared yeah, to the other crowd. If it had been like your Friday night and you were just like fuck it and going for it with drinks, who knows what happened? Dead. There? Dead. Who knows what happened? You could Dead. Both could have went toppling over. Oh my god! And then so now I'm like oh fuck this fucking bitch is gonna kill me. And then these two guys come back. I guess they so weren't. Yeah, they were there for the they for there for no surrender. The first song and then they left yeah and who knows where i don't know where they went i don't know if they went to a different i don't know what happened and then they come back like three songs before the encore yeah it was like during the rising okay during the fucking rising yeah it was right before it was like wrecking ball and rising yeah like two like whatever songs i mean i like wrecking ball i don't like the rising and you know (laughs) and they kept trying to get our entire section to stand up because we were in a chill section everyone was having a great time enjoying themselves but we were all like you know whether you work on your feet you're you know whatever we were sitting down we were enjoying the show everyone was sitting down but everyone was singing everyone was shouting everyone was clapping everyone was doing the Bruce, like everyone yeah. was like very into it and reacting, yeah. dancing in their seats. Like I do, yeah. I, I like to chair dance. I you do, do like- <laughs> yeah. You're, you do a chair dance. I was moving in my seat. Yeah. I was, yeah. It was, it was a good time. So these two kind of like hipsters come back two male hipsters in their like late 20s maybe 30s and they kept tr- they stood up and they kept trying to get everyone in our section to stand up well the thing yeah you sorry i'm cutting you off here no that's just it and, and so then they kind of get like they get maybe like half the people to stand well the woman up. next to me she was like right up okay yeah so i think she was like a jersey lady and didn't want any of this confrontation she just got right up yeah and then but then other than that no, and then they got he got the couple next to him kind of, the one first it was like the guy the girl didn't want to stand up the guy stood up and then the girl reluctantly eventually got up with him what really annoyed me about the whole situation is these guys they turned around and they're like you guys and we all paid three hundred dollars for these seats yeah and i'm like you guys weren't even here for the whole show right like, what are you talking about and again we paid for the seats motherfucker so we might sit you know if yeah. i want to you know you get general mission and stand near the stage you an asshole and also just don't tell me what to do don't like try to get me to stand Leave, mind your own business it's new york turn yeah, around mind a, yeah. your own fucking business yeah. you know this is not fucking philadelphia or wherever else this is new york mind your business turn around you know yeah. i was like hell no i'm not standing up and they kept trying to get us to stand up and it was just the wrong song if you tried to get me to stand up to like back streets yeah I no, probably if, if they had done this 10 minutes later when like the encore started and he did thunder road and born to run and rosalita yeah. it's like that makes sense and we're all up for that but it's like yeah, like you said, we're not, it's the rising. Which you know, the ri- I like the rising because it's just ridiculous. Like I like the ridiculousness of the rising. But I'm, um, you know, but I can perfectly enjoy just in a seat 
watching it. You I know? don't just stand up to his 9-11 song. It's kind of weird. No <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, I don't need to no be. No thanks, motherfucker. Rocking out to, yeah, Bruce's 9-11. And I was going hard. I was like, I'm tired. I just like screamed Candy's Room. I need a, I need a break, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I was so mad. And then... um also, they were so wasted, and they were basically just live, Instagram living. They weren't even really watching the show. Yeah, but the they, one guy was on Instagram the entire time. Yeah, and also it's like, then, you know what's bad? A bunch of white people standing up and, like, dancing, like, with their, like, with their <laughs> arms up and shake. Like, no one needs to stand up and dance. Everyone looks ridiculous, okay? That's another thing. Yeah. This is a Caucasian, con- it is Caucasia. It's a lot of white people. You know I think I mean? it was, it was, No yeah, one can dance it, here, yeah, okay? It was very, very white. It, it is. Was a very white show. I mean, show, that yeah. whole thing of like when like the George Floyd thing happened, I kept like reading all those memes about how like white people have no culture. I was like, have you been to a Bruce Springsteen concert? <laughs> That's <laughs> the culture. That is the culture. At least on the East Coast, it's it, yeah, Bruce North and East Billy Joel. Coast, it is. Yeah, it's the it's like Northeast Jersey, Long Island types going never again. Yeah. Never again to Barclays. I'd rather, I'd rather scalp, I'm gonna scalp, I'm gonna scalp at the garden. I'd rather scalp at the garden. Never again. No, never again. Um, so yeah, he was just a total dick. And then it was also like two songs later, the encore started, and we were that's all. That's what I was uh, saying. Yeah, course. that's what I was saying. Yeah, it was, it was ten minutes later when he got it. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have been. Of course, we're all up. Of course, it we're was, all standing yeah. up. It's the encore. Like, oh, I just wanted to kill those guys, but we didn't. We were, we were respectful. And no, we've chilled. We've them. we've chilled a lot over the last two years. Yeah, yeah. COVID's chilled us so yeah you know but all in all it was like so much fun so much fun and i feel like there's something i i have like uh every time i see bruce i get a little like bruce buzz like i feel like for like maybe maybe a week after i'm still kind of like up from the concert like i'm just and that doesn't happen with any other concert like i've seen lana del rey i don't get a lana that was a great show strokes was a great show a great show a lot of great i don't know a lot of great shows but there's something about bruce like like even like a week after you're still just like you just still just want to pump your fist yeah he's yeah, <laughs> so fun yeah. i don't know yeah he's all-time great oh, bruce all-time so great good. and he was really going for it like he really yeah. like age what has not affected no that yeah man. the energy yeah they, they sound the band sounded great mm-hmm. he sounded great yeah it was it was a it was a, a triumph a lot of harmonica which i thought would be annoying but it wasn't like no. he was just really going no bruce for is it. like one of the few artists that could pull off the harmonica i think yeah. you know like one of the few yeah, he puts a harmonica. The blues out. runner guy, you know, you know, wouldn't mind hearing the blues runner guy do a harmonica, and that's about it. Blues traveler. <laughs> what am I saying? Blues runner. Blues <laughs> I'm a little. Yeah, all right. I'm a little. I'll get. I'll get into. I'm a little. I'm a little. I, I, I needed a come down of my own today, uh, and I'll get into it a little later. So I'm a little. I, like, I had a little, little, little stone going, a little drink going. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little. I'm a little free tonight. Oh yeah, no, you're wild. It was yeah. a state. It was a day off for you. Blues traveler. There you go. I would rather see the guy. I, I don't mind seeing the guy from Blues Traveler doing the harmonica. <laughs> there you go. Right? Anyone else? No. You're sharp as a tack. You're sharp as a tack tonight. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was so much fun. What, what was your uh, favorite song? You would say that uh, Promised Land. I, Promise I mean, Land? I love Promised Land. That was great. I probably yeah, Promised Land. I mean, then you know, getting to see him do you know Born to Run and mm. Thunder Road and Rosalita. That was also really cool yeah. too. But but yeah, I think I would say Promised Land. Promised Land, nice. Yeah. My, I think mine definitely Candy's Room because I've never seen it live and like that oh was my, really oh cool. to Candy's God. Room. Yeah, it was. I was worried about. I was like, I think Max is going to go into cardiac arrest. He didn't. No. He, he powered through. God did the whole drums. Did I think the whole. 
all song. That's just how he looks when he drums. He looks like he might have a heart attack. <laughs> that's just how he looks. Because every time I've seen him, that's just how he looks. Um, yeah, like Candy's Room, Prove It All Night, Out in the Street. I think those are my top three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as like... And then, then the whole encore, I mean. Yeah, the encore yeah. where he was really doing the hits. But, it was fun. Oh, we forgot to talk about how... Um, because the only, the only, I think, part that he did show his age was when he started to tell a story about... Um, oh, his, my God. His, yeah. his, and he did like... It, so he started to like tell this... Um, before he played that song Last Man Standing, I guess. It's like one of his recent songs. Yeah. He started to tell this anecdote about how he recently found um, ima- like pictures of his first band that he ever started. And then he... And so he's like, yeah, it was me and these guys. And then they're all dead. I realize. They're all dead. They all died. I'm the last <laughs> living member. I'm literally the last man standing. And you realize as life gets to where I'm at... It's just, uh, it's less hellos and it's more goodbyes. And he just like talks. And you just to- gotta cherish the time that you have here. <laughs> and yeah, like, and everyone's like, Jesus. All right. <laughs> this dude. was like, yeah, and this was after like he was just doing blues jams mm-hmm. for like 40 minutes. And then show comes to a screeching halt for his last man standing story. Yeah, where he just talks about like, he's like, he literally was like, and that blinding light of death. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's around everywhere, and you just, you can't escape it. And you're yeah, like, Bruce is really, he's dealing with being 75 plus at this point. Yeah, that's... And, which I guess we all do, if you, if, you, if you hit that age, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And you realize, like, oh, oh, man, a lot of my friends are dead. All my friends are dead. <laughs> yeah, like, that's really... One, two, three, four. <laughs> it's like, whoa, oh, yeah, okay. Like, that was, it's a hard turn into sentimentality but you know what i guess that's what makes bruce bruce though absolutely so 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 i'm glad we got to see that yeah he commits he goes for it and even when he gets philosophical about death it's it's always appreciated yeah it's it's just yeah great time worth it worth it worth it well yeah i'd say anyone if you haven't seen bruce that was the first time i went and saw him and you have a chance to go see him you pull the trigger. Just it's a party. do it. It's a, it was a great time. It's a party. Yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking of the boss, there's another boss that's in the news. Yeah, um, another boss making the rounds recently. Well, well, um, WrestleMania was this past weekend. Uh, WrestleMania two night event uh, yeah. out in Los Angeles, Hollywood, California. WrestleMania went Hollywood this past weekend. It was a great time. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Vince McMahon is now back. Mm. He after he, he he seemed to have left disgraced a year ago. Ooh. A lot of uh, you know stories coming out. He had paid a lot of a lot of hush money to to women over sexual misconduct and things of that nature. Uh, seems like he was kind of fading into the oblivion, but he's back now. Yeah. Um, as the WWE has been sold to Endeavor. Okay. But Bruce is, he, but, uh, excuse me, see again, you, you, this is going to be a little free episode for me. Uh, Vince is staying on okay. as chairman of the board. For, for, so he's going to be running WWE with this guy, Nick Khan, who's like his, one of his business partners. Uh, they're, so they're going to charge uh, Triple H, as we know, had he'd been creatively turning WWE around over the last year. Yeah. Supposedly, all the word going around is they keep telling the talent nothing is changing, nothing is changing. But Monday Night Raw happens, and a lot seems to be changing. Seth Rollins was scheduled like Vince is apparently back. He's he's rewriting the show on the fly, which is just a chaotic, crazy work environment, mm. and it makes the show bad. Yeah, like like Seth Rollins, like his music hits, and he comes out, and they go to like a commercial break, and then like. 
Because Vince just decided he didn't want to do that segment anymore. So, like, there's a clip of someone filmed from inside the arena of, like, the production team talking to Seth Rollins in the ring, like, as the commercial break's going on, and he's just kind of, like, throwing his hands up, like, and then he just had to leave. So it seems like all chaos and hell is broken loose again. Hmm. Right when we were seeing WWE hit a peak and maybe be, you know, creatively on the up and up, you know, because they've been overshadowed creatively by AEW these last few years. That's AEW's become like the hardcore wrestling fan show. WWE seemed to, with Triple H, was winning some people back, and now that seems to be gone away. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people very upset that Cody Rhodes lost to Roman Reigns. I'm not one of them. I, I was I was rooting for Roman from the start. <laughs> I'm a long-standing member of the Roman Empire. I love Roman Reigns. Uh, he's phenomenal, yeah. and he should have won and should have beaten Cody because Cody. I like Cody. I you know on my you know I, I've said in the past within the last two years I think Cody's the best wrestler in the world today Whoa. but I just did it just, it just wasn't the time it mm. just wasn't the time for this reign mm. to end with Roman Reigns uh, he's been the champion for 960 something days mm-hmm. they're clearly gonna go for that thousand will he get clearly. to a thousand days as champion it, it seems like it um <laughs> And Vince is back with a mustache. That's another big thing. Vince has Vince has grown a Vincent Price thin dyed mustache for reasons that remain unclear. Yeah. I don't know what he's, I mean, if he thinks this is making him, because I watched, he did an interview with CNBC, I watched that, and he's clearly trying to leave his past in the past, and, and I think like really portray himself as like a, a, a good guy who cares about his business. As a John Waters. As a John Waters type. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is just going for creative genius, <laughs> a creative genius know. look. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. You were like, he looks, he's gay. I'm like, that well, was your, That was your first day. I'm like, this is, is this some kind of like <laughs> See, is message? he just out now? Yeah, is this some message to like the, you know, wink at the, because to me, he just looks like John Waters. So I'm like, does it, it's a, it's is a he very, gay? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really bad dyed mustache. Can I um, ask you a question? Yeah. Um, so why is, is Vince McMahon allowed to just kind of like give the company over to Triple H, his his son-in-law, you know what I mean? And then why is he allowed to just come well, back like well, this? it's a family business. Okay, but... It's been the family for seven years. So is it just because basically he owns it and he can do whatever he wants? Yeah, well, and he was part of this deal with this company Endeavor that just bought WWE. Like, they own the UFC, and now they just bought WWE too. And it seemed like part of the deal was that Vince comes back. Okay. Is he um, is he really coming? Okay, so uh, now I'm going to ask. So yeah, is, oh, it seems like he is full on back running the shows again. Is it to just kind of like, is this an, an also an effort for him to just kind of like uh, deal image wise with his like, you know. It could be in his mind like a rehabilitation thing. Um, yeah, where, where his made, yeah, because yeah, because last year, that was like last year when all the all the stories and hush money and stuff came back. All the allegations came out and uh yeah, so maybe this is him being like, "Hey, see everyone, I'm just still the the the, the WWE guy that you all love." Hmm, maybe maybe that's maybe that's what he's going for. In his what do mind. you think? What do you think Vince's motivations are for this comeback? Well, it's you know wrestling amongst wrestling fans too. It's been we were everyone was stunned when he was stepping away because mm-hmm. it was just like he's going to die before he leaves the WWE. So it was okay. a stunning moment when like all those stories came out and he stepped down. Um, so it's just kind of reinforced. It's like, oh yeah, no, he's a complete lunatic, yeah. narcissist, psycho who loves WWE more than his children and family right. and wife and whatever. 
so I mean, WrestleMania is his WWE WrestleMania. Like that's all his like in the CNBC interview. He was like, he was like WrestleMania was this weekend. There were that's thirty nine of them we've done. Like he was like <laughs> super proud of which which he should be. Yeah, uh, super proud of thirty nine WrestleManias. It's it's his pride and joy. It's the WWE. So right. I don't. I honestly don't know if he could live with it. Like I think if. If he had gone another year, he would have died, maybe. Like, I think he might kind of need it to keep going at this point. So he stepped away because of these allegations. That's is that the, yeah. only, that's the only reason why he stepped away. Yeah, it was like a PR nightmare, okay. and he just stepped down. And, okay. And, and Stephanie took over with Triple H. And then, yeah, recently, Stephanie left. Like, a few months ago, Stephanie, like, quote-unquote, resigned. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, this deal with Endeavor comes out, and Vince is back. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I feel like it seems like he stepped away because of the allegations. And then yeah, if that didn't happen, he would never have. He would have. Yeah, he never would have stepped down. Yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah. Interesting. So, so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. John well, Laurinaitis, who is the the Bella's mom's husband, that okay. that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's. In, I was reading the allegations today, so he's involved because he's apparently paid some hush money to women who he may or may not have gotten oral sex from uh, to get on the show. Oh, yeah. uh, so he's involved in that. It's Vince's right surprised. hand. Man. I'm not surprised. Big John Laurinaitis, yeah. When we first started dating um, in, what was it, 2015? 2014, yeah. 2014, we started yeah. dating. And you were like showing me wrestling and you were like, yeah, look at the women. There's like a women's revolution in wrestling. And I was like, they all were basically just like half naked, just like, you know, just, which I'm not judging, but I'm just like, can you tell me what's revolutionary about these like sexy gymnasts like half naked wrestling with each other and you were like well they're not on like leashes anymore or anything and i was like it was it was literally yeah it was because yeah i mean back in the, it was women were just they were on leashes or they would do bra and panties matches where yeah. the goal was you could win you the only way you could win the match was by stripping your opponent down to her bra and panties and that's how you won I mean that's actually kind of funny, but I mean yeah, it's 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 you know it's good they're not on leashes it's, anymore. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean well it's, it, it's also true, but that's just the only presentation. It's one thing right. if you know that's like a bit they're kind of doing for like a certain feud. Yeah, where they're like this feud needs to pay off in a brawn panties match. Right, right. But, but where it's like this is the only women's match on the entire show every week. It's yeah. just <laughs> it's just porn. Right. It's like okay, well that's a little much. And little there's much. a lot of cool women's wrestlers now. Like a I lot like, of great I women's like, wrestlers. Um, yeah, a lot Asuka of great. is really cool. Oscar's great. Nia Jax is awesome. Love Nia Jax. Uh, Who else yeah. do I like? Um, I guess those are really like two come to mind that I actually like really like. Yeah, like, they're wrestlers that are, you've reacted positively. Like those two, Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, who else if you like Jeff Hardy is your favorite, Jeff I think. Jeff Hardy's my favorite. Yeah, which makes it, yeah, the hard, both, and you like, you like the Hardy, because you like the background wrestling thing they did. They're artists. Yeah, I agree. I agree that they're artists. So yeah, I those, I think those, and Goldust. I think you liked some of the Goldust stuff I showed you. Oh, like yeah, and the Shinsuke. Old, and Shinsuke, too. Yeah, yeah, you did like Shinsuke. Shinsuke yeah. Um, hate Daniel Bryan. Hate, hate Brian, Bryan. Brian Danielson. The worst. The worst. <laughs> That's also because I watched, during COVID, I watched, like, any reality television show. You got into Total Bellas. It was good. Yeah, I was, like, literally watching, I think I started the, the COVID lockdown watching Very Cavallari. Like, I, all I did was watch reality television. With Jay Cutler. Yeah. Smoking Jay Cutler. Love Jay Cutler. <laughs> I, I was, that was, like, one of the shows I was always like, oh, what's going on with this show? I know. Just trying to check in on what Jay Cutler's doing. Yeah. yeah. I know. I w- it was, like, very good. I kind of miss Very Cavallari. But they, they got divorced, so yeah, the show, well, the show cannot go on. Love's, love's hard, even for Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. Especially for those two. Yeah. But, anyway, yeah, when I got to the 
watching the Bella show, and I, I yeah, made me realize that I actually really like Nikki Bella, even though she's a ditz. I like really like her. She's like she could never like she would always be like yeah, like don't judge a book by what's inside of it, and everyone would be like Nikki, that's not the phrase, and she'd be like whatever. Uh, I, <laughs> I like I don't know. I liked her, and I think Brie is a bitch, and she's married to horrible, selfish Brian Danielson, <laughs> who on their anniversary, okay, on this these Brian Danielson and Brie, I don't know what Brie Bella. Brie, Brie on, Bella, yeah. on their wedding anniversary, he, he wanted to go to was it Sedona and like go into this like Native American tent where he just like got an intense um, healing session and he just sobbed. A while, meditation, yeah. healing, yeah. He sobbed with while an indigenous man like chanted at him and, and like like flapped like leaf petals, like then, giant leaf petals. And then Brie Bella just like, like rubbed her rubbed his back and was just like completely bored. And I was like, how is this a relationship? This is like, insane. It was great to come back to the site of our first anniversary. We were, like, really able to connect when Brian was having (laughs) an emotional breakdown in the tent with the indigenous tribe. It was, like, really a great way to reconnect. It was like, run, girl, run. Now they're, Um, yeah, they've got got children now. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, So, yeah, that's really all of it. That's what's going on with Vince wwe yeah uh, how'd you like the wrestlemania the hollywood wrestlemania it was good it was a really good wrestlemania uh first night definitely better than the second night uh second night had some great moments though Mm -hmm. um but then the monday night show was so bad i'm just like i I was back into wwe and now i'm out again because i'm just like this is so bad i think you should stick with it i think you should stick with it Interesting. All right, maybe I will. I you know, think, maybe yeah, I will. you never know. I mean, I don't know why. I think just for it's my just, own interest. Yeah, for you know what? For you and for the sake of the pod, I yeah. may. But it's the thing with wrestling fans where it's like, all right, we've seen Vince's shows for thirty years, That's true. and they're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> just and then the Monday night was like, wow, because the the Monday night after WrestleMania is supposed to be the biggest show of the year, mm-hmm. and it was just really not good. Yeah. Really bad. All right. Well, you know. Uh, so, but but you know what? For for the for the, for the pod and for for you, I will stick with it, and I will keep everyone posted on what's going on in WWE as yes. as 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 WrestleMania backlash <laughs> is in about a month down in uh, Puerto Rico, hosted by Bad Bunny. So we. That's so you know. Cool. So I will. I will watch that. I don't know if I'm going to watch the weekly shows, but I will watch uh, Backlash. Yeah. See Bad Bunny. That's yeah. cool. It's in Puerto Rico. If I had money. That's yeah, it is very cool. I think it's the first. I think it's the first pay really doing in Puerto Rico, which is very cool. Yeah. That sounds good. It's in San Juan. We were there. Loved it. Loved it. Old San Juan. Beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. So that was that was my uh, my that's some entertainment I watched. uh, Nice. Recently. Very entertaining. Um, Different note. Completely different note. But oh no, you did some entertainment that you watched. Yeah, uh, you're right. What am I doing? Transition. Hello. Here we go. Um, Yeah, I got really into Paul Schrader, um, the director of. American Gigolo. I think he wrote the script of Taxi, uh, The Canyons, the Brady Sinellis movie that he did. Um, famous director. Um, he's doing this like I, I, I saw that he has like this trilogy out, and I was like, "Excuse me, how do I not know about this? I gotta the, get into it." And these movies are kind of oh, sorry. Oh no, these are kind of like. They're like they're not really connected, but they're a trilogy. Like, uh, well, he didn't. I don't think he. Um, He's not saying, like, I don't think he planned them, pre-planned them as a trilogy, but everyone, I guess he, like, through okay, inter- okay. through through discourse, through what people are, are reacting to the movies. Um, so these, through these movies are getting clumped together. Yeah. Of, yeah. And it, and it makes, which, which makes sense, you know. 
Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It Sorry. does make sense. Uh, yeah, there's um, a lot of uh, similarities between the two, uh, the two that I watched, because the third one is coming out. It's called Master Gardener. It's coming out, I think, in May. Um, but I watched the first one. It's called First Reformed, and it like I am ups- it was it blew my mind. It's like one of the best movies I've seen in so long. Because I didn't really like because it's about it's Ethan Hawke and it's about um, it's about a priest. So I was like, wah, wah. like I do not want to watch a long-ass movie about a pervy. Because, you know, you just think it's going to be another perverted priest, you know? It's like, fuck, I don't want to Yeah, it's like we've seen priest movies yeah. in the past, but if it, you know... It was not at all what I expected. It was wow. so dark, and um, visually, for, visually, it was beautiful. Um, the way the plot, like, reveals itself was really satisfying. Like, it just gets, like... Like this, like the pace of it is really nice, and so basically, uh, so it's uh, first reformed, and it's about a this like kind of um, a priest, and then because I don't want to give anything away, but it's called first reformed is the first movie, and then the second movie is called uh, the card counter, and I guess like they both deal with with these, uh, Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, thank you, if, thank uh, you, Justin. What an assist. Um, yeah, so I guess like they, they basically like the, the similarities between the two movies. They both deal with these kind of men who are living these like solitary lives. The priest and this like kind of uh, compulsive, uh, not compulsive, but he just he's a gambler and like that's all he does is like do these kind of like uh, you know he gambles just to like make his money. Um, so they're both leading these like solitary lives because they're both dealing with like severe guilt about like kind of past. Mm. Um, I don't know, like tragedies that they feel like they're responsible for in their lives, you know, and then something happens where they meet like a young person in both movies, like all this other, they're kind of like managing their guilt in this way. And they've kind of like found a new way to live with their past. That's kind of like working for them. Do you know what I mean? And then they meet this kind of, they both meet a young person who kind of starts to shake up their lives a little bit. And then it just kind of on the way the plot unfolds, it all starts to unravel and unravel Mm. and unravel from there. And then like, I don't know. It's like really, both of the movies are like beautiful visually. Like uh, I like that. Yeah, me too. Like the the first reform just takes place upstate New York, and there's just a lot of like churches, like a lot of like severe kind of like mm. still cameras, and there's all these church scenes. And then the second one, the card counter, there's all this like casino footage, like a lot of Atlantic City, which is like so That's satisfying. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then also the first reformed, excuse me, guest starring Cedric the Entertainer. Wow. One of the greatest. One of our favorites. Yes. Yeah, one of a friend of the pod, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, I like one of the I fucking love Cedric the Entertainer. He when I was like little or I was like in high school or something, I was watching one of his specials and he imitated Fantasia, the American Idol um contestant singing with a lisp. And it was like one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life and I keep trying to find that clip on YouTube. I feel like it's like almost like a comedically formative moment for you. I think it kind the, of is. The yeah. Cedric the Entertainer Fantasia impression. Yeah, I mean yeah. I did Bobby Flay with a lisp and it's probably just copying <laughs> the entertainer doing Fantasia with a list because it's so fucking funny and I'll, yeah he's just the best so he gets to play this kind of like serious character but he does a really good um, impression of like a guy who's not funny who is is trying to be funny just to be manipulative um, mm, so okay. yeah but the, a personality type guy yeah just like an asshole in power who's like yeah, okay. I mean he's not necessarily an asshole but he just does a good person who's who's not funny who's trying to use humor to like manipulate a little bit i guess what i would say but yeah both of the movies were really good really fucking dark which i love about paul schrader like just so dark like you're not gonna get a happy ending so it's like very satisfying that way where you're just like oh my god this just keeps getting darker and darker and darker and darker and yeah yeah like ethan hawk's madness at the end was you said he was like great in this. oh i loved him in this like fucking loved ethan hawk in it like 
really because I was just I was like fuck I really don't want to watch a movie about a priest you know like I went to I grew up I had to go to church on Saturday fucking nights okay like I yeah, I wow. spent I do did not want to deal with church like I didn't want to watch church stuff but we had was, very different Catholic upbringings I went to church <laughs> once a year tops yeah. yeah I used to have to go to church on 515 with my oh fucking but it, it wasn't because we were like I mean, we, my dad was like very Catholic but we went to church on Saturday nights to like get it over with so he could like play basketball and then watch, and football. watch football yeah, yeah. I mean, which makes sense you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was like, oh, I do not want to watch this priest movie. But it was like really, really good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I, I can't say enough about it. But I'm very excited to watch the third one. Master Gardener comes I'm gonna out. I'm going to go see it. It's good. it comes out next month, right? Yeah, so yeah, definitely I'm going to go see, see that with you. I'm going to watch the two before we see it. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, I don't know if I did a good job talking about it. Because I don't want to give away the plot. Because I thought that was... I went into these movies knowing, like, very little about them, and I think that's good, you know? Cause, like, I, yeah. The stuff that happens, it's very, like, wait, what? You know, there's a lot of that. And just visually, so beautiful. I love, I like his, like, his style in these movies. I think I think First Reformed is, like, my favorite Paul Schrader movie at this moment. Like, cool. I, I mean, I like American uh, Gigolo a lot, and I do like The Canyons, but... And I've got to watch some of his movies. I've never seen any of these. Definitely watch it. Yeah, I think you you didn't watch American Gigolo when I was. I feel like we maybe not. Maybe just and that, unless on, I watched with you but, when we were wasted. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I still remember it. But, I mean, uh, it's you know, it, it has its, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's an old movie, so it's, it can be a little like some of the women in it are a bit hysterical, but it's, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I feel like that was like the time where it was like post sixties when women like after women's lib where like these women just didn't know how to handle. I don't know. I feel like that's even in like Brian De Palma's movies. There's a lot of like female his, sexual hysteria, and I'm like, kind of makes sense, you know. Like <laughs> if there was like this women's liberation, and then there's a lot of women who like didn't know how to. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what I'm talking about, but anyway, um, really like those movies. You say yeah, get in there. You get some sexually hysterical women and <laughs> yeah. some darkness, and there you go. Yeah, like yeah, the ending of First Reformed. I can't stop thinking about it. I, I fucking loved it. And also, wow. there's I think he's funny, too. I think Paul Schrader, like, there's a lot of humor in his, like, sick darkness that yeah, I appreciate. Okay. Um, like, at one point, um, Ethan Hawke says to this woman, I despise you. And it, like, made me rap. I'm not even... I'm not even <laughs> see? I know. I know. It's like, no, it's pretty good. It's I know. Really it's pretty good. Yeah. As a priest, just going up to someone and just being like, I despise you. It's pretty good. Yeah. Really funny. Um, so yeah, I can't recommend those movies enough and I really enjoyed watching them both. Um, yeah, excited for Master Gardener. We'll see how that one, yeah. I am too. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of movies. Yeah. Uh, we can't recommend enough. You know, as I said before, I'm a little loosey-goosey. It's because yeah. I went and saw Air, Ben Affleck's Air this afternoon. Woo. And I loved it so much. Like, I needed to come down from it. Wow. I was, I, I was... Pumped up leaving the movie theater. What? I have not been like this fired up leaving since like Last Black Man in San Francisco. Like no. I have not been like where I like leave the movie theater and I'm like jacked. That's crazy. Because I'm like this. I loved this movie so much. Yeah, let me um, hear it. So yeah, so I come. All right. So I wrote a review because I don't want to give. I really don't want to give spoilers away because I think everyone should just go see Air. It's really good. I don't want to overhype it because overhyping is is dangerous. And but it's just it's. I I was I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah. All right, so here's my official review of Air. Ben Affleck's Air. Is that Thin Lizzy I hear? Because the boys are back in town. Matt Damon, Chris Tucker, Jason Bateman, and Air's director Ben Affleck all shine in this movie about how Nike was able to sign basketball legend Michael Jordan. Oh. And Viola Davis is sure to have earned herself another Oscar nomination for her portrayal 
of Michael Jordan's mom, Dolores Jordan. With a soundtrack that'll make you say, I'll be back. Ben Affleck's air takes you back to 1984 when star college basketball player Michael Jordan is making his decision on which shoe company to sign his signature deal with as he enters the NBA. At a well-paced one hour and 52 minutes, air does everything it sets out to do and more. Thank you. A slam dunk for everyone involved. (laughs) I am declaring air the movie event of the year. Wow. And perhaps this half decade. Boom shakalaka! So that's my official <laughs> review of Air. Wait a minute. <laughs> so I think everyone needs to go see it. It's a great movie. There's, there's. I don't want to give too much away. I will say, uh, Affleck has a great scene where he's jogging. He's okay. contemplating Matt Damon's idea, and he's like jogging. Cause Matt Damon and him are like. One thing I loved about it is they. <laughs> it wasn't like okay, we see. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's character's origin story. And then they start Nike. And then they get my... Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, it just kind of... Like, Nike's already a thing. Yeah. And it's just all about them getting Michael Jordan. It's... I loved it. Uh, The pacing of it was great. That's good. Um, Yeah, they both have, like, some pretty good jogging scenes. (laughs) Affleck specifically. Wow. I would like to see it just for these jogging scenes. You need to see it for the jogging scenes. You come for Michael Jordan. You stay for the... Ben Affleck jogging in an 80s, like, purple windbreaker and oh, spandex pants. Sold. Yeah, and he's got a, he's got a perm. It's it's, it's it's good stuff. It's so, really good stuff. I want to ask you, because I feel like this was... Was this the first movie that these uh, that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have done since Good Will Hunting together? Is this the first kind of movie I they've done together? I think so. And it was like... I was, like, listening... I said before, I was, like, listening to a podcast that the two of them did together recently... Uh, and so first and first and foremost, I think Damon is a little bitter that he didn't get asked to do the town. What? And, and Affleck made like a, a joke of being like, yeah, well, we couldn't afford you at the time. And then the, the sports and the sports writer who hosts it was like, is that true? And then Matt Damon was like, uh, at that time. Yeah. Cause he was doing the Jason Bourne movies at the time. And he was like, yeah, at that time I was, yeah, I was, I was making a lot <laughs> like so yeah Matt so Affleck didn't even ask Damon to be in the town because he just knew that they couldn't afford him My mouth that's how Jer- Jeremy Renner got the town dropped yeah yep that was a good detail wow yeah that was, so that was a detail there I love this town drama between them okay yeah so they said recently they've decided to start working together again because they realized like they just want to work with their friends yeah they just want to work with their friends at this point in their lives and they they had a sober serious conversation over what they wanted the future to be yeah. Of their careers. Just two sober guys. Just a sober conversation on what they wanted their... And, and they just, decided... So now, so they're... It's just about yeah. friendship. It's not about money or anything. It's not no, about yeah. just like, you know, the fact that Matt Damon just kind of like had verbal <laughs> verbal diarrhea during the entire... Uh, <laughs> when when like social... When he was only being asked about like social justice issues. <laughs> you became um, like the number three celebrity political commentator. Just because what was he promoting during the time? I don't even know what movie he was promoting was it, but it, it might was, have been Stillwater. maybe it was still yeah, water I think it was, yeah i think it was still water because that came out around like 2018 and so they were yeah it was just like every headline was just like another dumb thing matt damon said it's like well you're asking a white guy who's been famous since the 90s he has no idea what's going on everything's gravy to him don't ask him he's not he doesn't need to answer these it's, come on just let him be matt damon whatever but um 
That's that's cool. They're gonna. I, I think they should make more stuff. Seems together. yeah. So it seems like they want to just like keep working. And they were they were great together. The scenes they have them together were it was great. Okay. Electric. Chris Tucker was great. Chris Tucker's back. Good. Not Chris that he would. Not awesome. that he ever. You know, he's just living his life. He's doing his own. Not that he ever. You know what I mean? But Chris Tucker was great in it. I thought Jason Bateman was great in it. I was like kind of surprised. I was like Jason Bateman was really good in this. Uh, Jason but, Bateman's yeah. good. He's he's like I feel like he's one of those guys that you can you maybe like you can be like I don't really like him and then you watch it and you're like nah he's good he's yeah good. this is like our most positive podcast yet I think we're we're pretty much just doing stuff that we liked because uh, I'm I'm nothing but two thumbs up for air I'm, I'm nothing but two thumbs up for air I'm Justin I'm a positive person <laughs> I mean, yeah you I are yeah you know you know no. but you know we we can get a little we can get a little 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 see you next Tuesday ish oh yeah no on no. here with about some stuff and uh, and and. Cunt. Yeah, and this is and, and 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 all I'm saying right now is I love Dare. I'm an Affleck and Matt Damon super fan. I right. think they're two of our you know two of the biggest stars America has left. Uh, and and I'm excited to see what they do next. And let's get Ben his best actor Oscar. <laughs> let's get Ben his or not not best actor, best director. He deserves best director for this. It was great. Music was great. It was paced really well. Let's get Ben. His best directing Oscar, uh, Oscar that they didn't give him for Argo. Now was another thing he didn't he didn't ask, and Matt Damon was clearly upset that Affleck didn't ask him to do Argo. Wow, those were the two movies that Matt Damon like made a joke about of like I never saw did, Argo. I, I saw it in theaters and I enjoyed it. Haven't seen it since. Yeah, I don't know why I was like I don't care about Argo, but um, interesting. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, a little bit of friend drama, a little friend drama. But now they're you know now they have kids. Yeah, they're kids. The dads, ben's sober, you know. Now, now they got this this production company. Ben's in the office. He's home by dinner. Yeah, it's just so. about you know making being creative. It's not about the money. <laughs> no, it's not about the money. It's just about being creative. We're guys. Yeah. we're friends. Yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. I also love uh, Boom Shakalaka. If you were a if you were a movie critic, would you end each of your like your like uh, critiques with Boom Shakalaka? You know, I could. I mean, I picked Boom Shakalaka because that's a uh, it's an NBA Jam catchphrase. Oh, okay. Of the from like this '90s video game NBA Jam. So I was t- I was doing a little basketball. I like little it. basketball references in my uh, in my review. Well, it worked even if I didn't know the reference, but I just thought it was funny. So Thank there you, you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I give it. Two thumbs way up for air. I, I stand by. It's the movie event of the year. Wow. And I think everyone needs to get to the theater because it's only playing in theaters right now. That's you got to get to the theater and you got to see air. There you go. All right. Something else you got to see because we, we saw it. Yeah. It was, um, we were watching. We just like had it on the iHeart. iHeart. That was, that's what it was. The iHeart mm-hmm. Radio Awards. Yeah. iHeart Radio Awards. And we were like, <laughs> yeah, let's fucking put this on while we eat dinner. And all of a sudden, it was, nothing was going on. It was like, I think it was hosted by Lenny Kravitz, which is whatever. Fine. Um, Are you going to go my way? Oh, horrible. <laughs> yeah, what is the song? Yeah. Horrible. He, I think he hosted it just so he could play like all of his hits at you the end. You guys do a medley at the end. You guys yeah. do a medley at the end. I'm sorry. Lenny Kravitz music is like it's like it's like how bizarre it's like there's some certain music that just like makes me cringe. <laughs> it's how makes, bizarre by o- ODC or I whatever. I don't like they are, how yeah. bizarre, and I do not like Lenny Kravitz. I just you can't. Know, it's tough stand break for Lenny. It. Tough break for Lenny. There. I, I don't. I'm always like, who listens to this? Who the fuck goes for this? That's what I want to know. Who is buying Lenny Kravitz tickets? Who is? Who who is this for? Yeah, we should yeah we should go to a Lenny Kravitz show to see what the crowd is just just to see what the crowd is. No, I will have to be as intoxicated as that Kate Gosselin woman, (laughs) and no, I can't do it. Um, 
But anyway, so like we're watching it, and I like go, I remember like went to the bathroom, and I came back in. There's fucking LL Cool J doing like a slam poem about the origins of hip hop, and it was and pulling it off, like, yeah. like totally pulling it off. It was amazing. My mouth was on the floor. Yeah, I was, was like, this is fucking. Com- this was. I feel like it was an as unexpected and wild moment as the slap because it was just like. Yeah. Wait, LL Cool J is doing like slam poetry. We were both just silently watching it. Yeah. We were like hooked. It, it, yeah. yeah. And, it, it, and it was good. And you know, it was, it, it really for me shined a light on like, remember, do you, I feel like it was like in the early 2010s, maybe late 2000s, late 2000s, early 2010s, like slam poetry kind of had a moment oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, and it yeah. was like really driven by like nerdy white guys. And oh, it was and like, white women. Oh, my God. And, 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 yeah. And there was also, like, deaf, com- deaf poetry. There was also, like, a black black component to it. Like, deaf totally, poetry, yeah. You know, and yeah. Def Jam, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I guess Def Jam did have a moment at that point, too. But, uh... But, no, like, the, the, the worst part of it was, yeah, like, I went to college in 2002, I think, and there was, like, in orientation, there were, like, the slam poets of campus had to come down and do, like, slam poetry for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, God. So, then that was basically all of my entire exposure to slam poetry before I saw LL Cool J do it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be. Magic. <laughs> like, yo, that that's what slam poetry's supposed to be. Yeah. LL Cool J up here looking like a god. Yeah. And and somehow pulling this off. From the heart. From the heart, pulling it off completely. Like even the iHeart radio crowd had to give it up. Yeah. Like they were usually like that would be something they probably wouldn't care about, but even they had to give it up. And at the end he was like, and that's hip hop. Because it was like it was like the origins of hip hop and it was like yeah. so I don't know. It was just like really. I don't know. It's like fucking cool. LL Cool J doing something cool. Yeah, must see moment. I say yeah. must see moment. Yes, of twenty twenty three. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And yeah, that's it. That's our that's our podcast for tonight. Yeah, what a positive entertainment, entertainment, and entertaining, Very positive. entertaining, positive conversation with comedians. Positive comedians. Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer, the positive Justin Angermeyer. Positive uh, vibes only. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna get out of here. On a little bit of uh, LL Cool J, a little lounging. Yeah. Give a shout out to a friend of the pod, LL Cool J. Yeah. Uh, we saw your slam poetry. We loved it. Ladies and I, love Cool James. Ladies do love Cool James, even <laughs> even in the year 2023. Even when he's doing slam poetry in 2023 at the RR Radio Awards, still got it. Oh yeah. Thank you, LL. I mean, doing it and doing it, doing what, like, his song doing it was definitely, like, because he says, like, I'm horny. Like, it was just one of those songs when I was little, where I was like, oh, my God, he's talking about sex, you know? <laughs> yeah, wow. explicitly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, like, he's really coming out and saying Queen. it. She was raised out in Brooklyn. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a lot to take in when you're young. Yeah, so, it was good. All right, that's it. All right, thank you, guys. There it is, sex, yeah. Are you sure? Ooh. You could be a background girl. I would love to. You could be a background girl for a little cool